Are you ready for the word? Praise him. This is Pastor Pearson of Word of Faith Christian Center here in sunny San Antonio, Texas. A Bible-believing, Bible-teaching church where Jesus Christ is Lord and you'll never be bored. I want to welcome all of you back to our radio broadcast and I pray it's being a blessing to you and yours. So sit back and relax as I bring a message from the Word of God just for you. But please, please, please have an ear to hear what the Lord is about to say. Because if you do, I guarantee that you'll be blessed today. So without further ado, let me bring today's message to you. It's called Recovery and Restoration. Brothers and sisters, our God is a God of recovery and restoration. He's a God who brings recovery and restoration to areas that need recovery and restoration in our lives. One of the definitions of restoration is a putting back into a form of position, dignity, etc., etc., etc. Now that's something that would be a big time benefit in all of our lives when he does it. Some of you lost your former positions for whatever reason. Some of you were wronged and the position that you had was taken from you and your dignity was lost by you. Some of you did wrong and the positions you had were rightfully taken from you. And because of that, your dignity was also lost by you. But regardless of the reason, this is the season for recovery and restoration. So get ready, get ready, get ready for the God of recovery and restoration to bring recovery and restoration into the lives of me and you. So without further ado, let me share today's message with you. It's called Recovery and Restoration. But before I do, I got a question to ask you. Are you ready for the word? Because ready or not, here it comes. 2 Kings chapter 5. We're going to begin reading in verse 1. We're going to read about a guy by the name of Naaman and the recovery and restoration that he received and the things that went along with it. It's going to bless you. 2 Kings chapter 5 verse 1. It says, Now Naaman, captain of the host of the king of Syria, was a great man with his master, an honorable Because by him, the Lord had given deliverance unto Syria. He says, now Naaman, captain of the host of the king of Syria. With him, he was considered to be a great man in his master's eyes. Now that's pleasant. So far, so good. Let's read on. Now Naaman, captain of the host of the king of Syria, was a great man with his master. Honorable. Say he was honorable because by him, The Lord had given deliverance unto Syria. Whereas, can you imagine? Whereas people were oppressed at one time, but this one man would lead the army at that time. And as a result of that one man leading the army, then no longer are they oppressed at that time. They've been delivered as a result of the army, what the army did at that time. And then they look at the head of the army, the one that was calling the shots in the army, and they say, now that's what I'm talking about. Let's read on. He was also a mighty man in valor. That word mighty right there means powerful. Naaman was reported to be a powerful man in valor, which means when there was a battle to be won, Naaman was the one. That if an army would rise up over there and try to do something, they send Naaman, and he would come back victorious. If there was some uprising over here, they would send Naaman, and he would come back victorious. Why? Because when there was a battle to be won, Naaman was the one. Send Naaman. That's the one to be able to send. And he would come back with results. Every single time, not losing a battle because he was a mighty man of valor. Now, that's pleasant, too. So far, so good. I bet you his parents was like, yeah, that's, that's my son. We fought for four so far. But then the Bible says, but he was a leper. Yes, Naaman is the, king of, is the captain of the host. Yes, Naaman is an honorable man. Yes, he is a mighty man. However, he's a leper. I ain't talking about he got allergies. It is highly contagious. It can infect and affect everybody that's around him. 
And although Naaman was a mighty man, a mighty man in battle, captain of the most mightiest army that existed at that time, who had won many, many battles, this battle with leprosy, he was going to lose and was losing by the day. Verse 2. And the Syrians had gone out by company and had brought away captives out of the land of Israel, a little maid. And she waited on Naaman's wife. And she said unto her mistress, Would God my Lord were with the prophet that is in, in Samaria, for he would recover him of his leprosy. See, God can bring the opportunity for healing from the most unexpected sources. He can bring it from the most unexpected sources. That's why I said earlier, we ought to live our lives with an ear to hear what the Lord is saying especially during the time of recovery and restoration. Because somebody can just bring one word to you. You can just read one article. You can just be able to look at one thing, and there is your solution right there. There is your recovery right there. question is, what you going to do with what you just heard? See, a seemingly insignificant little girl was going to make a very significant contribution in Naaman's life. Somebody that seemed like nobody is going to end up being one of the most important people that he would ever meet because she would put him on the trail to the, to the recovery and restoration that nobody else could do other than him walking out the trail that God would put before him to do. God was going to tell him, she was going to tell him some information that would facilitate his recovery and restoration. Information that would give him inspiration, first of all, and ultimately manifestation of the recovery and restoration that he, I'm sure, always wanted. That's if he acted upon it when it was told to him. But the problem was that men in that time didn't receive advice from women, much less little girls. I mean, I guess kind of like that now in some ways, but anyway, leave that alone. I'm talking about that time. Men in that time wouldn't listen to a woman. If a woman said anything to him, he didn't listen to her. I'm a man. You don't talk to me. And then here is this little girl on top of it. You ain't even a woman. You was a little girl. No, I ain't talking to you. And especially a man of name. I'm in stature. Remember, he captain of the host. He's a man's man. And now this little girl going to try to tell him how to get better. Plus that, he's not going to receive some advice from somebody that he captured. Although my, Naaman might not have listened to the little girl, I love the Lord. Because although he might not have listened to the little girl, he would listen to his wife. Pillow talk is a serious talk. I don't care how chauvinistic a man is. When that woman gets to talking, the one that sleeps next to him as his wife, when they get to talking to you, they listen. And she said unto her mistress, Would God my Lord were with the prophet that is in Samaria, for he would recover him of his leprosy. And the one went in. And told his Lord, saying, Thus and thus saith the maid that is in the land of Israel. Verse 5 says, And the king of Syria said, To go, and I will send a letter unto the king of Israel. And he departed and took with him ten talents of silver and six thousand pieces of gold and ten changes of raiment. And he brought the letter to the king of Israel, saying, Now, when this letter is come unto thee, behold, I have therewith seen Naaman, my, sent Naaman my servant to thee, that thou mightest recover him of leprosy. That thou mayest recover him from leprosy. That thou, who? King of Israel. 
Well, wait a minute. That ain't what the chick, that, that's not what the servant girl said. See, one of the things you have to be aware of is not following the instructions that are told the way they're told. Many of us, in and of ourselves, will modify the instructions that was told and do it in a way that's more comfortable for us, more palatable to us, easier on us. No, just do what you're told. Some of us will let somebody else change our directions for us because Naaman went and talked to the king up under, which he was under, of Syria. Now, some people have problems with that. I ain't got no problems with that because he's a man of authority. He just don't be, like, running in and out the country when he want to. Like, you know, like some people leave work when they want to. You know how they do? You know, they don't, they don't do that. You gotta, you, you're supposed to submit to authority. Praise Amen. God. Hallelujah. Anyway, and so he submitted to authority, and he said, look, you know, I heard that there's a, 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 a prophet over there, that can, somebody over there that can heal me, a prophet over in, 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 in there that can heal me. So he said, this is what you do. And so they began to start modifying it to the way that they thought is the way things should be done. This is what you got to be very careful of. It's modifying things to the way that you think that they should be done. Because the moment you try to modify things to the way that you think they should be done, you're going to change them the way that they should be done. See, this shows that Naaman doing things his way and not following the instructions that he received, but letting somebody else alter the instructions that he gave you. When God gives you your instructions, don't let nobody alter those for you. And don't you alter them. Just follow the directions and do what he said do. You don't like that. Turn to Proverbs chapter 3. Keep your finger here. We're coming back. Proverbs chapter 3. So you don't think this is my opinion. Proverbs chapter 3, teaching a king how to be a king, how to rule in life and not be ruled in life, how to get some stuff done. Proverbs chapter 3. Come on now. We got it on our refrigerator. We got it on our keychain. Now it's time to get it in our heart and get it in our life. Proverbs chapter 3. I love the word. Verse 5, it says, trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct thy path. He shall direct thy path. Be not wise in thine own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. I like that. He says, start off with trust in the Lord with all thine heart. And lean not to your own understanding. Don't put your weight on that. Don't put your life on that. Don't put your recovery and restoration on your understanding. Trust in the Lord. That's the one that's going to get it for you. In all your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct thy path. He going to tell you what to do. I like that word direct. It means to stand perpendicular. That word direct in the Hebrew means to stand perpendicular. Why is that? Because God's going to drop a plumb line from heaven of your instructions of what to do. If you line up with those, then you'll line up in a way where he can now get for you what he said he'll do. Why? Because he said, I withhold no good thing from those that walk uprightly. Because now you'll be upright because you'll be lined up with what he said. See, I ain't talking about upright in every area of your life. I'm talking about upright with what he said. Because Naaman wasn't right in everything, but he was upright in what he, he was going to be upright in what he said. And so you got to be upright with what God said. You got to line up with what God said. And then it'll happen for you when you line it up with that. 
But then he come back right after that and say, hey, 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 and by the way, be not wise in your own eyes. Somebody say, he know us. Amen. Because he come back and tell you, be not wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord. Respect me and depart from evil, which is any other way other than what I say to do. And look at the results. Verse 8. It shall be health to thy navel and marrow to thy bones. It'll be health to thy navel and marrow to thy bones. Things are going to be good to you. You're going to receive what God has in store for you. And if he would align up with what God said, the health was what he was going to receive. Go back, please, to 2 Kings chapter 5. Go back to 2 Kings chapter 5. We're going to begin reading in verse 8. It says, and it was so when, he, when, 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 when Elisha, the man of God, had heard that the king of Israel had rent his clothes, that he sent to the king saying, wherefore hast thou rent thy clothes? Let him come now to me and he shall know that a prophet in that there is a prophet in Israel. He said, why would you rent your clothes? I can tell you why he rent his clothes. Because a letter came to him saying, you heal my man of leprosy. And he knew he couldn't do it. He knew he couldn't do it. In fact, he knew only one person could do it. That's why he answered what he answered. Verse 7, he said, am I God? Am I God? Why is that? Because he knew God was the only one that was capable of doing this. And he knew he didn't have that kind of connection with God. He knew that he wasn't a spokesperson, mouthpiece, orator for God. But the man of God said, there's a prophet in Israel, a spokesperson for God. Somebody that's going to speak on behalf of God, who's going to share, thus saith the Lord to the man. Send him to me. Verse 9 says, so Naaman came with his horses and with his chariot and stood at the door of the house of Elijah, Elisha. And Elisha sent a messenger unto him, saying, go and wash in Jordan seven times, and thy flesh shall come again to thee, and thou shalt be clean. So, man came to receive a healing. He was told that there's a prophet of God that's going to be there. A prophet of God speaks on behalf of God, saying, thus saith the Lord, which means do what, this is what the Lord says, which means whatever is said or whatever is done is being done as a representative of God. So this representative of God didn't go there himself, but he sent a word to him. He sent a word to him. He didn't come himself, but he sent a word to him. And that word was attached with instructions attach with directions because many times when you want what God has, you're going to have to follow the directions that God has. If you want what God has, you're going to have to walk in the way that God has. Some of y'all are going to have to change your diet. But I'm going to let him tell you. I ain't telling you. I'm just him telling you. Some of you have to change how much you eat to reduce it but I'm going to let him tell it because he's going to tell each individual person what they need to know. This one needed to know, go dip in the Jordan seven times and thou might be clean. Pardon? 
shalt be clean. Shall means there's no ifs, no ands, no buts about it. You do what I said do. This is going to definitely happen for you. This isn't a possibility. This will manifest if you do what I said do. Of course, in verse 11, we see how excited Naaman was about all this. After the prophet of God responded to the man of God, gave him a word with instructions following it. All he had to do was follow the instructions and he was going to get what he said. Of course, what was the instructions again? The instructions was for Naaman to dip in the river Jordan seven times. Not once, not twice, not six, seven times. Naaman was instructed to go dip in the, oh, you don't know, in the nasty river Jordan. Because that was a nasty river. It looked like the river walked times 10. It was nasty. Is anybody hearing me? I said times 10. <laughs> it was nasty. Then a mug. And he said, I want you to go dip in that nasty water. Ten times. Seven times. Now the Jordan River is the place of death and humiliation. Because that's what that word Jordan means. Death and humiliation. He said, I want, I want you to go to the place of death and a place of humiliation. Now, this is the proud dude. This is the guy that got that name. This is the guy that got the reputation. This is the guy that got all that. And I want you to do something to humble yourself. To humble yourself under my mighty hand. And I will exalt you in due time. The same river that is the place of death on one hand is a place of new life on the other hand. Depends on whether you do with it what he told you to do with it. The same river that is a place of humiliation on one hand is a place of exaltation and manifestation of recovery and restoration on the other hand. That depends on what you do with what's given you. Depend upon whether or not you follow the instructions that was given you by the Lord. If you follow the instructions given you by the Lord, it might not seem like the right thing to do. But if you do it, it'll come through for you. To get what he wanted from God, Naaman had to no longer concern himself about what others would think about him. He would have to now do what God said do. A lot of us want what God want, but will you do what God said do? Because if you do, you'll get it. Verse 11. Of course, you know, he was all excited about that. Let's see how excited he was. Verse 11. But Naaman was rough, upset, P-O'd, hot and bothered, and booked went away and said, went away talking too, and said, check this out. Behold, I thought, I, oh Lord. Oh Lord, here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go. Famous last words. (laughs) The words which encase all of our not getting what God said. You can just find it under the category of, I thought. I figured. Come on, make it modern. My thing is. No, your thing is leprous. The question is, do you want your thing clean? Now, it's your thing. Do what you want to do. But I'm going to tell you where to sock it to. Praise God. Is anybody hear me? He said, behold, I thought 
he will surely come out to me and stand and call on the name of the Lord, his God, and strike his hands over the place and recover the leper. That's what I, yeah, that's a lot of thinking. Because we can figure out some ways for things to happen. See, I figure that I'm going to be in prayer. And I'm going to be both shocked. And I'm going to be both shocked. And I'm going to open up my eyes and there's going to be a pile of money sitting right next to me with a note on it said, well done, thy faithful servant. You've prayed for hours and fasted too. Now I'm going to bless you and pay everything off for you. I know I had to get a job. I thought. <laughs> and so he was about to book. He went on to say, are not Abaddon, Abana, whatever, and Farpar, rivers of Damascus, better than all the waters of Israel? May I not wash in them and be clean? So he turned and went away in a rage. Upset, which means the more he talked, the better he got. And he just, I mean, I'm out of here. Somebody said, oh, Lord. Don't you walk away from what God has for you. Because he didn't already tell you what shall happen if you just do what he said do. But you can let your thinking get in the way. You can let your little pride get in the way. You can get, let your little, you, see, you got to be delivered from you to step into what God has in store for you. Because as quiet as kept, you going to be the problem or you going to cooperate with the solution. You ain't got nothing to do with the solution. The solution is given by God. But you can become the problem because you cannot cooperate with God because you think there's another way for it to happen. You think that there's another thing to do. You want to be selective about how you do. A lot of us are selective in our obedience. When it comes to the restoration, you can't be selective in your obedience. You got to do what God says do. Look at your neighbor and say, I don't, I don't know if you're listening or not. But you need to do what he say, do. Mm-hmm, give my old head, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You need to learn to do what she said, do. Now, right now we're saying amen, but he ain't talked to you yet. I said he ain't talked to you yet. But when he talked to you, you got to be able to do it. Now the question is, are you going to accept or reject God's word to you? That's the only question. Because this will be seen by whether or not you will do or not do what he told you. Because therein will your faith be seen. Because faith has actions that goes along with it. See, a lot of people like the faith as long as it's like up in the nebulous. I have faith. We like that kind of faith. We don't like the kind that you put your hands on. That says get up and do. So if you got faith in what that I can recover you, then just do what I said do. Because it's on the other side of you're doing it. He ain't like that. A lot of don't feel bad. He ain't by himself. A lot of folk don't like that. But God know what it takes for you to get what you get because he know how to get you to what he got for you. All you got to do is just do what he say do, which is a simple thing to do. You're not doing it to get him to do it. You're doing it because he already want to do it. He's just trying to get it to you. 
but it's on the other side of your faith because the just shall live by faith. You got to do it. And faith has obedience to it. Now, it might not make sense to you, but you don't need it to make sense. All you need to do is let it make faith and do what he said do. Well, that's all the way up time for today. I hope that you were blessed by what the Word of God had to say. I hope even more that you're learning to allow God to be a God of recovery and restoration in your life. God wants to. So all we have to do is believe it's true, cooperate with Him, and let Him bring recovery and restoration into the lives of me and you. We'll be so glad when He does what He promised us He'll do. That is, bring recovery and restoration into the lives of me and you. If you want to hear the message in its entirety, just contact the church office at area code 210-785-9238. That's area code 210-785-9238. Or write us at Word of Faith Christian Center, 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, 78213. We'll be more than glad to send it your way right away. If you're ever in town, come on through and visit us here at Word of Faith. There's nothing like getting the Word live at Word of Faith. Word of Faith Christian Center is located, once again, at 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas. Service times are held on Wednesdays at noon, Thursday evenings at 645, Saturday afternoons at 430, and Sunday mornings at 8 and 11. If you don't have transportation and you're in need of a ride, no problem. We'll come and get you. We have a VIP transportation service that's available for every service. Just call us at the church office and arrange a ride. We'll pick you up, bring you to the church, and then drop you off at home after it's over. So come on through if you get the chance. I guarantee that you'll be blessed. Don't forget to tune in to our broadcast tomorrow for more of this life-changing word we have in store for you. Call a neighbor, call a friend, tell them to tune in. But when you do, know that we're going to ask the same question of you. That is, are you ready for the word? Y'all stay blessed. See you tomorrow.